The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman, and I am grateful to be joined by Jerry Karaya. We are going to talk about a few things this week, specifically about the news about stagflation, something that we have discussed at length on this show. And Jerry, you in particular have been talking about this and and expecting this for quite some time. And our listeners know that you have been on top of this. It has finally come to fruition. We're going to talk about that. Real versus nominal returns. Yes, it's great to see a stock portfolio rising. But is it keeping up with what you need it to do? And then, as, and then as well, given that we're now in September, let's talk about timing in the market and what that looks like. First, uh, so far this year, Jerry, in U.S. dollars, not sure if you're aware, but gold is up 13% so far this year, or year over year, I should say, mm-hmm. which is pretty good when we're talking about inflation. Again, up four, 419% over the last 20 years. And it's been up 61% over the last five years. So gold is definitely doing its job against, uh, in terms of maintaining purchasing power. And I always want to reiterate that gold has only had two down years. One in 2021, the year of transitory inflation, gold was down 4%. Then you'd all have to go all the way back to 2013. I don't even know if you can remember what you were doing back in Mm -hmm. 2013, but you'd have to go back that far to see another down year in the gold market. And that was on the back of Bernanke about to save the world. He was on Time Magazine that interest rates would one day get back to normal. And yet the Fed didn't do anything about that. They just (laughs) kept talking and saying, well, we don't think the economy's strong enough. And now that they've uh, created trillions they're saying it's so resilient and, and of course it's all your fault mm-hmm. um so i just wanted to put that out there i think that on the on a whole gold has done very well this year silver's done very well this year we're kind of on par for the year we're kind of haven't really made those big moves so when we talk about timing a little later on in the show we can uh project what we think we might be able to see in the back mm-hmm. half of the year here so let's start with stagflation yeah the stagflation it's it's as you know and the listeners know this is a a topic it's a very unique situation it's when we have a combination between uh, stagnation and high inflation something that we saw in the in the the 70s and if you do a quick search on this on this topic you, you will notice that first of all it happened during the 70s the last time we saw stagflation was 70s and things are starting to rhyme with the 70s. Can it happen again? It, it very well could. It does look like it was a slew of data that came out this week. Um, a very telling reminder of this soft landing narrative may still have some sticky inflation resistance. Uh, the Fed's, the Federal Reserve's preferred inflation metric, first of all, came out this week. It rose to 4.2%. They also focus on services, excluding shelter, also rising and staying high at 42 Six percent. Again, these these are the Fed's rates. If we factor in the how inflation was calculated in the '80s, uh, inflation would be much much higher than that number. And it definitely caps off like a raft of economic metrics this week. 
that really point that stagflation risks are dead ahead. High inflation and low growth. We had durable goods coming out, dropping the most since 2017, Jeremy. Also, GDP growth, it was quietly revised lower last week, of course, amongst other things and other metrics that the Fed and the government love to revise lower. And as and the labor market is also worsening quickly, too. So these are all comparisons to the 70s. This is why many analysts, including Crescat Capital, Octavio Costa, just spoke about these differences. And he mentioned a notable contrast to the 70s was today's inequality problem. We're seeing this this contrast of, you know, the, we talked about the, the top 1% and the lower. There's a convergence of the current wealth gap disparity, something that we saw back then. And we're seeing elevated costs. How many people are squeezed? Credit card debt is just through the roof in the States. The cost of living is set to concentrate the growing wage pressure, predominantly among the lower classes. What does the government do to confront these challenges? Just printing. They're extending fiscal stimulus measured at addressing sh- social welfare problems. It never works. And all, all it's doing is contributing to the exacerbation of the inflationary problem. So we, we had a comment of, from Bloomberg macro strategist Simon White. While everyone's talking recession, no one's drawing the distinction between the types of recessions. And Bloomberg macro strategist Simon White yesterday discussed the stagflationary setup. And the setup is huge. Through the 70s, Jeremy, a decade marked with high inflation and stagnant growth year over year. We're seeing stock stocks this you know this week and last week had earnings seasons. And year over year, many of the stocks in the companies have seen their profits slashed almost in half. So this is stagnant growth and deep recession talks. Commodities were the only major asset class to deliver significantly positive real return. And the chart shows, according to Bloomberg and the strategist, that we had real returns in commodities up over 400% in that, in that decade. And this is the reason why I love this talk, this topic of stagflation, because in an era where you have a decade-long losing stock market, you had a, a decades-long worth of gains in precious metals. Why? Because metals are tightly correlated with the commodity sector because they're not just commodities as well. They're also monetary metals as well. So you have this unique combination of positioning against the threats of inflation, but you're also positioning now tactically. Higher allocations in precious metals will cause your portfolio to grow. And this is the point, isn't it, Jeremy? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, the number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Because if we're looking at at stagflation, meaning negative growth, and they did just come out uh, this this week saying that uh, in Canada that the economy in the second quarter contracted more than expected. It was unexpected, That's right? right? Yeah, more of, of those. Course. More of those experts. No, um, and. Uh, and then you also have higher inflation, so low growth, higher inflation, and that's obviously going to lead to the third part of it, which is higher unemployment. Now, the other problem with uh, the unexpected growth is that it's going to be bad for the dollar. And if the dollar goes down against the U.S. dollar, then that, in effect, creates more inflation. So you're going to now amplify these issues more weaker economic growth and more inflation 
which is going to lead to companies having to cut back, as you're saying. No wonder companies are slashing budgets and not seeing their, their productivity. So this is the pure definition of stagflation. And to your point, what happens is, is people are going to run for safety and they want the real, they want real money. They want a place where the value is going to be stored. And what it also means is that we're seeing the end of free money, the end of cheap money, money being debt, mm -hmm. right? That's been borrowed into existence. And so reality is setting in. Reality is setting in. And while in 2018, 19, people were wonderfully investing in their NFTs, um, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember know if those? you're, yeah, do you remember those? Um, which stands for? Non-fungible tokens. Non-fungible tokens or digital, <laughs> digital art. Um, those, those days are ending. It's, it's give me the real money. That's right. Right. Hence the real money show. Give me real returns, not and, nominal returns. And look at the, you can look back at the seventies, early eighties, and you had gold throughout that decade go from $35 an ounce to a high of 850. And then when it pulled back, it landed at $350. That's huge, huge gains. Silver went from under $4 an ounce to as high as $50 an ounce. And in today's world, there's, there's no silver like you had in in 1980. China and India were not involved in the market. I think the, I think the population of the planet was something like 3 billion people. <laughs> so, you know, you're up to almost 8 billion people and, and you're just being gaslit left, right, and center about everything. And so mm -hmm. it's hard to tell what's real. And right. so this is another aspect of gold and silver where you can look to reality and say, that is real money. Mm -hmm. That it has been money for thousands of years. It is on the table of elements. And when the debts are now really starting to matter, you need, you need protection. And so that's where gold and silver come into play. And as more people move into these markets, which are relatively small, you know, you could have a billionaire, you could have several billionaires buy the entire silver market. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a lot. You're looking at what two, 200 million ounces or 2 billion ounces yeah. at $24 an ounce, right? That's less than $500 billion. There's a lot more money being made in the world. That's right. Right. So that uh, those are not huge numbers. So imagine what happens when everybody gets together, the masses, right? And they, they don't buy gold, they buy the people's gold. Imagine what happens to the price of silver when people start to really panic and get involved. It goes, it goes wild. And That's so right. you're looking at a finite commodity in a world where people want safety and everyone pouring into that market at a single time. That's where, you know, 10% of the people make 90% of the money and it's the people who get in early. It's mm -hmm. the people who get in before that major move happens. And what you're saying, Jerry, if I put it all together, you know, when did stagflation start to hit in the US in the 70s? It was towards the end of the 70s. And so as we move through this and past it, it's the time to acquire because we're going to see the big, big moves in this market still to come. Exactly. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. These are definitely trying economic times, 
and uh, they are really pushing the middle classes with rising interest rates, lowering economic output, and uh, there's definitely feeling a crunch. And where do you turn to when, in our opinion, you know, you look at the stock market and how, how is it supposed to be performing when all of these companies are going to be also feeling that pinch for uh, margins? Margins are going to get smaller and smaller as all of their costs go up, and th this is not a good sign. So for us, having physical precious metals, real money in the portfolio, it's not, it's, it's not a panacea. It's not the end-all, be-all. It's all about having a portion in. We're not advisors. Gold and silver are not equities. They're not investments. It's simply real money. It's been money for thousands of years. It is stored wealth. It is stored value. And anyone in the last couple of years can see with inflation, the real world purchasing power of their dollar has been declining rapidly. You know, what once cost $100 now costs $200. But you're not doubling your income. So... How do you how do you protect against that? Now, gold and silver are not are not um, action reaction necessarily in terms of uh, inflation hits fifteen percent, so gold goes up automatically fifteen percent. No, this is this is a global phenomenon here. Mm -hmm. Globally, all of these countries around the world have debased their currency. This actually starts to lead to the BRICS because they're trying to figure out a way to combat that. To avoid it. They want to build value. They want to be Mexico first, Russia first, China first, um, uh, Saudi Arabia first, and a whole slew of other countries that want to be their country first and build value, but base it off of something where they can guarantee that value. I was talking to someone the other day, Jerry, about the fact that there have been times, especially in the States, where inflation didn't really rise for 50 years. And a bottle of Coke cost the same for 50 years. Imagine your cup of coffee was 25 cents for the next 30 years. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Imagine the economic decisions you could make. Right. <laughs> if things, oh. if, if your purchasing power Freedom. were stable for, for 30, 40, 50 years. Now, what they've been doing has been stealing the wealth by stealth. People will ask us, well, what if they confiscate your gold? Listen, they steal 30, 40% of our income. We pay 30, 40% taxes. And then we go out with every dollar after that, and we have to spend more on taxes. And we can anticipate more taxes. And then rather than raising taxes, they, they deficit spend us into a 15% secret tax called inflation. Double whammies. That's a, those are those are debt slave numbers right. for you, for me, for everybody. And how do you protect against that? Well, if you don't like the agenda, you can unsubscribe. That's what I love about precious metals. You unsubscribe. You say, that's you know right. what? I'm going to put my money, my cash that's losing value by the day into physical gold. Physical gold is not losing money by the day. It's up 400% in the last 20 years. And we're not cherry picking that. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, okay, there's some down, there's some, there's been two down years in the last 15. That's not cherry picking to say that it's gone up that long. So the importance here is to have some physical. And at Guildhall, I know this has been a long talk. Okay. Important but one, Jeremy. At Guildhall, we deal only in physical. You can buy it direct, you can put it into your RSP where. And I really, you know, this is the best place for it. Actual physical precious metals in a registered account held in a vault outside the banking system that 
can't be eroded, can't be corroded, can't can't go to zero, right? Can't go bankrupt, can't uh, can't um, default. It's Most physical. importantly for me, sitting in a vault, you can't hack it. It can't be deleted. Those numbers can't be deleted nor bailed in. And these are dangers that by converting out of paper fiat currencies that are just being eroded. Erosion is not even it. Erosion sounds like it's very slow. This is a rapid deterioration. Look how quickly our lives have been turned upside down over the past six months. You know, it's September now, September 1st, and we're going to get into the timing. But this is the time. If you have a portfolio right now sitting in something that is denominated in cash, this worthless fiat currency, now is the time to convert and undigitize your wealth and take the power of your wealth in your own hands. Because if you cannot own it, if you can't hold it, you do not own it. Yeah, let's let's talk about a, a an example of what it would look like because we've talked in the in the past, you know, about buying a home with with silver and when I started working here I think you needed I want to say something like 5,000 ounces of silver to buy a home <laughs> which seemed like a lot uh, I, I can't quite remember but now it's a ridiculous amount right if you look at if you look at silver in Canadian dollars I mean what's what's silver in Canadian um, which we should probably talk about that. Why, why do we always talk about it in U.S. versus Canadian? It's because it's the global currency. So we have to, we have to calculate in U.S. dollars That's first right. and then con convert into Canadian. But if we say that, what, an average home in Toronto is, what, $1.5 million? Maybe that falling a little bit. But and we say divide that by 30, let's just say $30 an ounce Canadian. It's 50,000 ounces of silver to buy a house, mm -hmm. not 5,000. That's what it was in 2000 and 2003, according to this chart from gold silver, about 53,000 ounces to buy an average home in the States. Was how much? It was 53,000? 53,000 ounces. Right. And what is it today, and according today, to them in the States? Today, we're about 30 to 40,000 ounces. Well, then we look back to the end of stagflationary period, you needed 2,052 ounces, Jeremy. 2,000 ounces of silver bought yourself an average home. Okay, so let. So I was on point. I was on point. Totally I said on point. 5,000 ounces, if we double that number, you know, to be conservative, you say 5,000 ounces of silver to buy a home. And 5,000 ounces of silver today is going to cost you somewhere in the range of... About well, 170 about one, uh, 170. Yep. Okay. 150 could be. <laughs> that, that's, those are good numbers to, you know, now of you can't, course. you can't live in your, you can't live in your silver, but if you could put 130,000 aside and see where this market goes over the next few years, that would be, that would be something. I mean, if you had Absolutely. a, if you had a portfolio of a, a million dollars and you're, you're simply, you're simply hedging 20%, 15% into silver, you could see a, you could see in the next few years that you could own a house with and, your hedge. And, and what we're doing here is we're eliminating the debt, the, that slave debt that you want to eliminate, whether it be buying it outright, mortgage-free, or paying off that expensive mortgage, or other, other expensive you know, interest-bearing debts that you may have. This is unshackling yourself from the debt. 
you are eliminating debt out of your out of your out of your life. And this is what you know. This is why we focus on the stagflationary. Yes, the stagflationary period is a dangerous thing, especially if you're in financials and paper instruments under you know under you know valued in currencies by by number one protecting and converting out of those currencies and into the metals. You're now not just surviving your position for that amazing thrive and and there's nothing there's nothing better than that and this is why we do what we do Jeremy so where where could the 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 nominal and value price of silver go over the next few years like do you have a you have a personal projection I'm always yeah. I'm always I did that projection I always today. say let's get past $30 which I think we will get to in the next I, I don't know. Next year, we'll, we'll definitely break thirty at some point in in the near term, and at that point, we'll be heading off to, into a new into a new ball game because we went from you know the the prices of the metals silver trading between sixteen and nineteen for several years, and then it kicked into the twenties, and we saw it as high as thirty one, and then we've been consolidating in the twenty range, you know, between twenty two and twenty seven, which is a bigger range now, but we're much higher than we were. And then once we break 30, we're all of a sudden into a new range. But ultimately, where could we see it going? I mean, if you look at the, you look at the gold to silver ratio and, and these type of things, and again, we're kind of hinting at this nominal uh, versus actual. But I don't see a reason why it couldn't go over $100 an ounce. I these, mean, are, these are the real returns that I crunched this morning okay. uh, with some clients that came in. I'm talking about gold during the 70s. Gold delivered stellar returns in the 70s during that era of stagflation. Gold went up anywhere from $35 an ounce to 681 per ounce. That's 838%. If we were to repeat that today at 1940 USD per ounce plus 838% real returns, we're talking about $16,257 US. At the end of 1980 of stagflationary cycle, we went down to a 20 to 1 ratio. That would put silver at $2,750 US. And today's price, if you were to buy 2,000 ounces of silver today, which would be 54,000 US dollars, call it if, you know, which was about 70,000 Canadian. And in a few years, maybe a decade long, your 2,000 ounces that you just paid $70,000 for decided to leap up to 2750 you would have a portfolio worth 5.5 million dollars USD is that the type of performance that we need are we just surviving here with silver yes you are surviving with silver but we also need returns this is the real money show for a reason we're here to provide you with real money number one gold and silver physical precious metals but you also need real returns you know I think it's one of these things that I know personally, because I started buying gold in 2006, that the longer you hold it, the better it, the better it works. Because the more you hold it in a, in a world where they're debasing currencies, the better it gets over, the, over time. And what happens in this market as well, I've noticed with clients over the years, is that, is that there's always an anxiety between when you buy in and when the market goes over the cost to acquire it 
right? There's a, um, a barrier to entry because it's an actual retail product. And once you break that barrier to entry and then move to that next level, look at silver. It goes from 17 into the 20s. You've breached that barrier to entry, and now you've overcome mm-hmm. – um, You've overcome a, a trading range, right? And so now, you know, sometimes you're up forty percent, sometimes you're up thirty percent, but you can weather the volatility because it's staying in the green, and that's what I notice in this market long term. Right. Now, yes, if you if you FOMO'd and you bought right at the top of the market in a very small timing period, and I'm guilty of that too. Look, guilty. We're, we're in the precious metals <laughs> business. When do you think people buy the care. most? Here's a tip of the day. Most people buy at the top, okay? That's when, that's when the masses all come in. And we've seen a lot of savvy buyers over the years, but trust me, the masses all come in at the top. So there's a small, there's a small window where you may have bought at the top, and hey, cost average. That's <laughs> if you, you know. So that's something that you could definitely do. But I've noticed over the years that it's, it's always worked. The longer you hold it, the better it becomes and the better it looks. So I could definitely see that the longer I'm holding silver, that we break that 30, we, we move into the 50s, people acclimatize to the 50s, people acclimatize to the 100s, and it could fast move into the thousands. It could happen. I mean, mm-hmm. it happened with cryptocurrencies, and it could definitely happen with a real asset that's actually finite in the world, that's not infinitely divisible, okay? Right. So that's something we can continue talking about in the next segment. but. Look, even if it doesn't go to $1,000 an ounce, um, if it went into the multiple hundreds, you're still looking in the millions of dollars based off of uh, just over a $100,000 acquisition. So lots to look forward to in this market. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We do have a promotion. For every 100 ounce, ounces of silver that you acquire, whether it's maples, 10-ounce bars, 100-ounce bars, doesn't matter this is through the month of September. Whatever 100-ounce bars you're buying, you will get one ounce of silver for every 100 ounces that you buy. It could be coins. You can get 10 10-ounce 10 bars. You can get one 100-ounce bar, and you're getting one free Nadir one-ounce bar. If you go with the 2,000 ounces of silver scenario, wink, wink, you're getting 20 of these bars. Beautiful gift. Pass them around. Give them to your your friends, neighbors, kids, grandkids, it will last a lifetime. This is what this is what it's all about. Yeah, and that's a depository, direct purchase, e-store, registered accounts. Have a ball. The number one eight seven seven eight over the website guildhallwealth.com. More to come on the Real Money Show six forty Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. You know we've been kind of talking about it at the periphery here. This idea of nominal versus real returns because I know in, in my mind Jerry I always think about price is what you pay but values what you get and in my mind that means that for precious metals yes there's always going to be a price that you have to get but down the road you start to think well how many ounces how many ounces do I have and what does it buy me that's value right right we talk about that with the with the housing with buying real estate you could you could look at it in the same way if I have 1,000 ounces, if I have 2,000 ounces of silver, maybe I have 5,000 ounces of silver. Great. How many ounces do I have and what can it buy me now? Right Right now, it absolutely will not buy you a home. 
that means that either real estate is way overvalued or silver is way undervalued or it's somewhere in between. And it's a beautiful thing with precious metals that you can understand the value of the metals based on what it can buy you. And you create these ratios, gold to gold to Dow ratio, uh, debt to gold ratio. You know, in, in 1980, at the peak of the of the of the gold run, gold was eight hundred and fifty dollars an ounce. The Dow Jones was eight hundred and fifty points. That's a one-to-one ratio, and the debt in the U.S. was $1 trillion. That's an 850 to 1. Mm-hmm. These are the type of ratios that you can look at to start to understand value. Right. So I just wanted to put that out there before Very we important. start talking about real versus nominal here, Jerry. Yeah, because too few people understand the, the different dynamics and the real returns as opposed to nominal returns. A 6% return is zero if inflation is 6%. Now, and this is, a, this is very important because we are entering into an inflationary recession. You know, nominal returns of stocks mask, will mask the true damage done to equity portfolios. Now, bonds are supposed to rise in nominal terms, but in real terms, terms, they start selling off long before the recession begins. That's what we're seeing. Now, we can compare to other safe havens because we want to avoid that. Gold's biggest competitor would be competitor, quote-unquote, for safe haven play during times of stagflation would be bonds. However, those turbulent times are in an inflationary period. They look very, very poor during stagflation. This is from the strategist from Bloomberg. He wrote, nonetheless, money illusion once again makes returns look better than they really are. In real terms, bonds typically sell off before the recession begins, the inflationary recession begins, and continue to sell off after it. It takes several years before an investor recovers their real losses, even though nominally they may have made the money. I, I have a perfect example of that. Um, after 2008, it took five years for people to get back to what they called break-even. And I would talk to advisors, people working in the industry, and they said, yeah, it took five years. We got back, we got back to, where, to square one. And I'm thinking, you're not at square one. You've missed five years of inflation. <laughs> five years of inflation at 5%, you're actually still 25% short, my friend. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect example of nominal versus real. They're not thinking about inflation. Now, everybody is thinking about it. They know it. They're starting to understand it. Something... That our listeners have been well versed in for for years. We were the first to bring you shrinkflation. We were the Skip. first to warn you about stagflation. We were the first to talk about the the coming inflation that we were going to see, and whether or not you believed us at the time. I hope you believe us now. And we're also talking about the fact that gold and silver have done a great job up until now, and they've got a lot further to go. Oh, 100%. Jeremy, you hit the nail right on the head. If you look at all the major currencies over the past, you know, going back to from 2007, they're all they're all heading down versus gold. Gold actually, you know, has has been that defender against currency devaluation, and it's only going to continue. It's going to continue to get worse in, in in the currencies because the fiscal spending right now, Jeremy, it's 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 continuing to ravage uh, the. The government, the U.S. government debt is projected to surge by $5 billion daily through 2033. The government's debt, I mean, it's, it's off the charts. You can't fathom these numbers anymore. You can't even project them. They're, they're off the charts. 
And if we consider all of the other things that are on the balance sheets besides the debt, including derivatives, this derivatives market, Jeremy, it's going to pop. And when it does, that money is going to all surge into the finite, finite number of gold and silver. And we're going to eliminate the gold reserves and the silver reserves, more, more so the silver reserves. Yeah, and, and on a different note, I think you kind of have to ask, what do you get for all of the debt that they've put you into? And now that now they're raising your cost of living um, to pay for all of that, like, what did you get for it? What did you get? <laughs> you know, you got a bunch of, of uh, attacks culturally, uh, you know, uh, you got just attacked all you, you were told that you were racist. <laughs> for, yeah. You know, you were told that you need to trust experts, you were told to, you know, just put up, put up or shut up, or you were told that 15 minute minute cities are on their way, or you were told that you have to go green, because somehow it was viable, even though there's it's completely not viable at this point. Absolutely. So you know, what did you get for all of this? And I think that People are starting to think for themselves. I think that that's very important. So don't believe us, just like they used to say on Reading Rainbow. You know, right. uh, don't take my word for it. Do your own research. You know, go listen to some some uh, YouTube channels and see what they're saying about gold and silver. See what see what they're saying about fifteen minute cities, or see what they're saying about how to improve your situation with physical precious metals and why they're holding precious metals. Um, you know, one of the things that you do get into with precious metals is you start to look at the world more geopolitically, and not everybody wants to be politically involved in that sense. But this is your money; it is politics. Mm -hmm. You are you are the politic. They are coming after you. They want your wealth, right? They didn't earn it. They absolutely didn't earn it. And the and the best thing that they can do is steal it and give it to someone else and take something for it in between. And I think gold and silver stands in the way of that. And I think that Greenspan, former chairman of the Federal Reserve, would say the exact same thing. Yes. So give us a call. We're happy to talk about it. You can tell we, we love talking about this stuff. All day long. But do your own research. Check with those that you love and those that you trust. And uh, come, come see us when you're ready. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come. Still more to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. So we've talked about stagflation. We've talked about real return versus nominal return. One thing we haven't touched on, Jerry, I want to spend just a few minutes on is timing. Um, there's often people looking to time the market. And what what is that? Where would you say we are right now in terms of timing? For for me as a, as a stacker, I don't worry so much about timing. But some people are, are kind of looking to gauge when a good time to get involved in the market is. Is there a good time? Is there a season? Mm -hmm. Talk to us about some timing. So definitely if you're not involved in the market of precious metals, now is the time to get involved. But if you're like us who already have skin in the game and we do have metals already in the portfolio, then timing would be something that you would want to employ. Um, so Firstly, you would want to look at the seasonality for gold and silver. We talked about this over the past few weeks. Um, historically, going back 40 years, summer months tend to be weak months or you know, gains in metals tend to be capped. We had a very buoyant and good, you know, pretty good performing summer so far. 
Um, but if you look at the historic, the, the performance of gold during the fall months, so September, October, November, December, these are t very strong months for metals. So if you're into timing, definitely consider buying. You should have been buying during the summer, um, even, in, in the, even in early in the month of September, especially knowing that come September 20th, mark that in your calendars, it's Wednesdays, that's FOMC. The U.S. is looking to potentially hike for the final time. And in that case, I, we would consider see we would be seeing a drop in the metals or drop in the U.S. dollar and a very explosive move higher in the metals market. So look at timing the market with with that. And historically, even the September stock market slump is a very good opportunity for gold. Historically, September has been a rough month for the stock market. So if you're looking at shuffling around, definitely time. Uh, this is the time for a very good opportunity to get into gold and silver, Jeremy. Certainly, last year. Gold did very well. Silver did very well from October through January, um, through that time period. I know that um, in 2010, um, there was a massive run, 2010-11, and it really started at the end of August. We broke $20 in silver, and people were selling. They thought, oh, it's just going to drop back down to 17 and it just kept rolling. And by the time December 31st hit, we were at $29. So we'd, we'd gone from something like 16 a low of 16 that summer up to $29. And so big things can definitely happen in the fall. But if you haven't acquired, you have to. You got to get in at some point and then you can kind of time the market. I We talked before the show about um, uh, Jim Rogers and he's always on interviews and you can tell he's got a very strong position in metals and he says, yeah, I'm, I'm not really buying. <laughs> but if something comes along where I get the real price that I'm that I would be very excited about, I'd certainly buy more. And I think that's kind of the the stacker refrain as well. Mm -hmm. Is you can always wait once you have product, you can always be patient. Let's talk about putting something together, Jerry. If someone wanted to really position themselves and get protected overall in these markets, they've never they've never gotten involved in the market, but they say let's put a package together. Um, one of the things that they would put in that package would be a natural fancy colored diamond. 100%. Um, the perfect way of rounding out a Guildhall hard asset portfolio is including a Guildhall natural fancy colored diamond. It offers the rarest exposure to the market. You're going to be owning something uh, that is very, very unique. Uh, we will define rarity going forward in a diamond discovery session here at Guildhall. Um, using data driven or provided by the Fancy Color Research Foundation that has given us the data, the given us the charts and the data that I need, indices that I need as a trader, as a as a as a trader, I need to see these figures and I need to understand how rare it is. So you will definitely need to have a, a natural fancy color diamond in your portfolio as well. Yeah, and we we definitely love the pinks. We've seen pinks this year at auction starting to do very very well, Strong. just like they were doing back in 2015. And, and prior to that, even 2016 prior to that. And uh, so, so what, I, what I thought we'd do is we put together a package. I started off with, we have a, a fancy pink pair. So it's a pink diamond. It's 0.27, just over a quarter cut. VS2, now that means very slight inclusion. Internally flawless diamonds are, are, just don't really happen in the pink world as much because they're so small to begin with. So you don't want to start cutting away at a diamond that's already very small. 
Um, VS2 would be what you walked into a typical jewelry store and you said, I want to buy an engagement ring. They'd probably, they'd probably be selling a VS2 because it's eye clean. Okay. So for us, the clarity is important, but we're, took, we're looking at, at color as well. So I put that together. That's about $40,000. I added a thousand ounces of silver, 20 ounces of gold. You're looking at about 137,000. You now have the conservative protection of wealth on the gold side the generational wealth on the diamond side and you have the really explosive growth potential with silver as well and that that was about 137,000 now if we wanted to maybe think about the diamond for another day we could look at um, 10 ounces of gold 500 ounces of silver and you would get five one ounce bars of gold uh, bars of silver with that part of the promo for September and that would come to 87,500 that would be for me something perfect for a registered account portfolio if you've been adding to your registered accounts over the years time to diversify into precious metals think about 10 ounces of gold 500 ounces of silver um, yeah that to me would be something to definitely start with as well so you have the diamond option you have the non-diamond option Jerry 20 seconds 30 seconds that right there Jeremy is a beautifully well-tailored suit, a perfect hard asset portfolio, one that I would definitely love to tailor for someone. We want you to, we encourage you to get in touch, learn about the gold and the silver markets, get them in your hands, um, and test a, a test them in your test them in the office. You know, if don't take our word for it. If you want to test your precious metals, we have a tester for you, and put us to the test. Give us a call. We'll put up hard asset portfolio like Jeremy just mentioned. And remember, we have the promotion going on. If you buy 1,000 ounces, you're getting 10 ounces of free silver. Why not? This is perfect for yourself and for your family and definitely in line of what we're talking about. We are going to be seeing a commodities boom, and you'll just be riding this right, right up. Yeah, I totally got that wrong, by the way. I meant to say 20 ounces of gold and 500 ounces of silver for 87,000. So you're keeping the, the gold in there and uh, just limiting a little bit of silver. So talk to us. We'll put a package together for you. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Thank you so much for everyone listening this week and can't wait to speak to you next week here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.